Hey folks, welcome to Shift. This next interview comes off the floor from Adventures 2022. As you know, we had a blast. We got to meet so many entrepreneurs, researchers, students, investors, the movers and shakers in the entrepreneurial world. Our next guest, Susan Greneveld, is one of those entrepreneurs. She's taking artificial intelligence and she's designed an app that will help assess your cat's health. I saw it on a pony tag. This is cats and artificial intelligence. Correct. Katie mentioned this to me, and I'm like, "Yes, let's." Can we talk to Susan right now? <laughs> so, what, what, what? How does this work? So, you know, cats are the ultimate AI, right? Like, you know, the first <laughs> use case for AI was determining if you could tell the difference between a cat and a dog. No, that was no, the, I had no idea. Yeah, that was the very first use case for artificial intelligence was seeing if we could train. Um, the technology to determine on the internet what a cat looked like versus what a dog looked like. I had no so, idea. Yep, that's the very first use case. Okay. So this is just an ex- this is a much better extension of that. But identifying what a cat looks like was definitely part of our our patent. Okay. So tell us about Sylvester AI. Um, what do you guys? What is it? What are you guys doing? What's it about? Yeah, Sylvester AI is actually uh, what we've done is we've created technology that you can. Um, take a picture of a cat's face and from that we can predict whether that cat has pain or not and it's based using a, a validated pain scale from veterinarians that they would use in a clinic when they look at a cat and we've just taken technology and AI to predict it and it's greater than 90% precision to the pain scale. Wow so now okay so the AI then can tell whether or not the cat is experiencing pain yes how detailed do you go yes do you get granular and what type of pain where no the pain is located? not yet so okay. we're early stages we just started last year in 2021 okay. and um, we got picked up early actually we released our beta which was family and friends and we knew our accuracy was really high to like pain versus or discomfort versus no pain mm-hmm. that was our very first data set and Wired picked us up, and then Reuters News picked us up about two months later, and we had 54,000 54, downloads in one week. Holy! From cat owners around the world. Well, in cat owners, that makes sense to me. They're, now, they're, yeah. Can this AI be um, applied across the spectrum? Could it be like human AI, dog AI? Because you're really, you're probably going to really anger the dog people. Yeah, they it's don't funny. Have well, or do yes, they? no, they don't actually. This is the first of its kind using facial recognition. Um, the thing with dogs is the grimace scale for dogs is uh, harder to assess because dog faces are very different, right? Like a pug right. versus a German Shepherd, for right. example. But cats, unless you're like grumpy cat or a Persian, <laughs> they're all pretty much the same. So we can really pinpoint between the ears and the whiskers and the eyes and that's how we can assess when they're in pain um, their ears will get flatter back on their face right their muzzle will clench like okay. tense up yeah. horses have a very high grimace scale so this could be technology for equine um, rabbits ferrets um, and actually mice like lab mice um, is also another really good use case but it's because the grimace scale is so accurate that we can apply this Grimace scale. So as soon as you said yeah. grimace, I thought of uh, McDonald's. I know. With the I big know. purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
grimace plug. Yes. Different um, grimace. Different grimace. So okay, that that's fascinating. So there are certain animals that have very yes. uh, um, easy to recognize grimace. For a professional, for a veterinarian. So what's really interesting okay. about cats is when they're sick, they hide because they're 10,000 years less domesticated than dogs. So a sick cat will go and pee on your pillow or um, do something outside of the litter box, right? right? Because they do not want anyone to know that they're in pain because if they were in the wild, they become somebody's food. So this is why it's so hard for us to understand what they're doing. We've actually had people use the technology and tell us that it saved their cat's life because, you know, their cat was purring and they thought it was fine. And then when they used our tech, they, it was showing that the cat was having a bad day. They took the cat to the vet and it was actually severely dehydrated, but it was trying to get their attention. Yeah, we can try. Scan it. We can try. So so for those people listening... I've got a picture of my cat, Bobo. So Bobo, what everyone needs to know about Bobo is he's got a black face. So that might be a challenge for us. Oh, okay. From a lighting point Uh, of view. Of course, yeah. But let's just see. And your tech probably works better if you're actually looking at the cat, not a picture of a cat. You know what? It's okay to look at a picture. We'll actually access, um, plan is to access camera roll. And then we'll be able to... So, your cat is having a good day. Bobo's having a great day, John. Oh, Bobo. Okay, how about Scooby? Okay, let's try Scooby. (laughs) Now we've got a picture of Scooby, who again is another black cat. Oh, he is too. We'll see. Scooby looks grumpy. Yeah, how does your AI work with grumpy cats? (laughs) He's just a very stoic cat, isn't he? Fair enough. Takes after his father. So, the black cat issue is really about the lighting. We'll see if... uh... Oh, he's having a bad day. Oh... So we have a bit of a symptom checker checker for bad day. We don't know if it's a discomfort um, because maybe he doesn't like getting his picture taken. We all have bad days. So what we would say for a bad day um, assessment is keep taking pictures. Uh, we're building in a trend analysis. So it's more about bad days over time because one picture, he just maybe he just woke him up. Right. right? Or maybe he's just like a little cranky because you haven't fed him. So we've seen cats have bad days because they're hungry. Ah, okay. And so this is a tracker over time. Um, Any cat over eight is probably going to present with pain of some kind. They probably are going to have arthritis or something. And that's a really good use for this technology is as they age. So it's just a little gut check. You know, uh, cat owners love their cats um, and they want to do what's right for them, but we often misunderstand. Right. What well, and you hit on a great point earlier when you talked about purring, because most of us think when a cat yes. is purring, that's good. Yes, totally. Yeah. Let's go back to your story. So you got fifty-four thousand downloads in a day, was it? In a week. In a week. Yes. In a week. Then what happened? So, well, then we knew that we were onto something really epically yeah. massive. And what's really, really, really cool about this technology is that it's the cat people that are driving it. Of course they are. I'm and not surprised. So, <laughs> right? And so what I love about this is the, the market is telling us they want it. Yeah. And that's actually what's driving. Um, obviously, we have interest from pharma companies that have drugs or clinics, right, that want to help cats. But it's really cat parents that are telling us that they want this technology. So now we have um, a SaaS model, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're just validating um, that model. It's a a pay per month, and uh, our conversion rate's about 14%, which really demonstrates 
how interested yeah. the cat parent is, and it's global. We have downloads around the world. Well, and I can I can anticipate there's so many more use cases for this. So it's right. not just beyond cat parents. It's um, farmers could yeah. maybe potentially use this um, with cattle. Yes. With anything, with you mentioned equine yeah. um, horses and things Swine. like that. Swine's also a really good one. Yeah. Um, so yes. So the, 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 the opportunity to transform this industry and in how we care for our animals, there's a lot of potential here with your app. Yeah, you know what's really exciting for me is that, you know, like during COVID, right, we really started to understand the bond between animals and of humans course, yeah. and, and for our own mental health. Um, and now we're seeing that we don't have enough veterinarians to help all the animals that people are now caring for. Mm-hmm. And so there's this massive movement to the digital experience, right? Yeah. And so we see telehealth exploding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what our technology does is it really helps a cat parent in this situation to be motivated to do something or even in a telehealth uh, consult, they can use the app to have a conversation with the vet. We're also seeing it in post-treatment, like your cat goes in for a dental procedure. You know, you've been told everything by the veterinarian what you need to do. Is your cat really doing okay? Take a picture, and we actually have a pro version that can go back to the clinic, and they can see at the same time Uh, how your cat is doing. Digital health for animals. That's it. It's cool. This is really, really cool. That's it. The other use cases, and I'm excited for this, and I mean, I don't know how far away, probably not very far is can we start to predict what a diabetic cat might look like Hmm. can we start to predict what a urinary tract infection cat starts to look like based on uh, how they're presenting in pain right right right. and this could help parent pet parents uh, reduce costs vet bills right yes yes and this is something you can do at home So, you know, um, even now in the pandemic or post pandemic, right? And you know how all the vet care is you got to drive up and you have this weird conversation with the vet in your car while they take your (laughs) pet away. Um, We could actually also be helping people know that their their animal's okay, their cat's okay, and that it doesn't need an immediate look, right? Or to help manage that stress or anxiety that you might be feeling thinking about, you know, your cat to go in but you're not sure yeah now Susan where did all this come from are you is your background in AI like were you just you know yeah my background's actually um, I have a science background science education but I work with a lot of um, companies in marketing um, in the multinational pet care space so for 20 years I've been sitting with C-suite and um, marketing people and we've been trying to help promote different types of drugs for animals And you know, I have to say, in the cat world, it's such an underserved market because less than half of them actually see a veterinarian on a regular basis. And part of that is we think that they're a cheaper pet to own, right? You usually get a kitten for free, you know, like we think they're not as much money. So we tend not to think, we think that they don't need as much care, but that's just because they hide their symptoms. And so... This really came out of trying to do better for that species and trying to elevate them so that they're on the same level of care as dogs. Like over 85% of dogs go to a vet. They present like kids, we treat them like our right. family. Yeah, yeah. You know, cats deserve the same and um, they're, they're, they're deeply loved. Um, yeah. They're just not seeing that level of care. So that's really well, where this started. So it's a, it's a great point, just as you were talking about that, I think when you know my wife and I 
uh, want to go out on the weekend, it's like, well, I'll just put extra water and, and food for the yeah. cats. It'll be good yeah. for three days. You yeah. can't do you that. You don't with dogs. do that with the, or no. yeah, but if, yeah. from what you're saying, I'm, yeah. I'm taking. Maybe yeah. you don't do that yeah. for cats either. No, because, you can do that for cats. Okay. So behavior's different, right? Okay. Like they actually don't mind solitary, right? They're the perfect pet if you think about it, because they don't require the same level of care that way. Like they want to be individual, mm. but when it comes to health. They do have health issues that we don't pay attention to. You know, if you even think about the value of the cat food that you might give your cat versus the value of the dog food, there's a very, I, I liken to, maybe this is a bad analogy, but I kind of liken it to women, you know, women and men in a, in a men's world, right? They're just so underserved because mm-hmm. we just really haven't thought about them the same way. And um, they're the fastest growing market in companion care. There's more cat ownership, especially in Asian markets, than, than uh, dogs. Oh, okay. So taking it from, so I understand the value that could be derived from this from a par- pet parent's perspective, but what about monetizing this technology with vets? Yes, absolutely. Is that a market that you're exploring? Yes, very much. So B2B is really... Um, they're very interested in this technology. Yeah. So we're talking to telehealth today. Um, we've actually done some pilots in clinic. Um, what clinicians love about this is the connection to the cat parent. So, you know, a sad, you know, a sad decision. You know, these, these animals are our lives, our whole lives, and their whole lives. And at some point, they're not going to live as long as we do. Mm-hmm. And so when is the right time to say goodbye? Or when is the right time to bring in medication? What clinicians love about this is they can let the app help people understand that their cats are having bad days and maybe it's time to let go. So hospice is very interested in using our our, um, technology. They're already recommending that uh, if you have an elderly cat because it just gives you the understanding that maybe you don't want to say goodbye, but it's maybe time. Maybe time. Because the quality of life is so poor. Yeah. So um, very much an enterprise approach Mm -hmm. we're looking at with... uh, veterinary clinics well and it seems like the sky's the limit with this technology like we're starting with the grimace scale right. but what else can we do with this that's right and i mean you know you tell me right i i think diagnostic therapy now that we've unlocked the potential of ai in animal health um there's many many people that are um, looking at this and investigating it but we hold the patent on the ai to grimace um scale to the cat parent and truly what I love is it's going to be the cat parents that drive this yes and and um and you know there's very good meaning people in pharma and health and and um they want to do the right thing but this is a groundswell this is people that want to do better cat cat. parents have like a different culture a hundred right then they're on the internet right yeah they're it's a different culture than any other animal I think yeah so fun fact um and some of the some of the questions we get is like, well, is it a wearable, right? Or like, you know, a wearable mm. on a cat's not super cool, yeah. right? It's it's not super great. Um, but people will ask, well, how do you do that? Do you have like a camera in the house? And I'm like, okay, do you have a cat? Yeah. Do you have a picture of your cat? Yeah. I have not met one cat parent <laughs> that doesn't have pictures of their cats, right? Yeah. Or their whole Instagram feed. Yeah. Right. So and I can't remember the last time I took a photo of my dog. I love oh, my dog, right? but I can't remember. <laughs> no, that's funny. Well, we don't go to the so we don't go to the dog park, right? We don't yeah. socialize. We socialize online as as cats. Yeah, parents, right. You're so, right. Yeah, that's interesting. That's yeah. yeah that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, it's very interesting. And you know, today we don't have access to camera roll, but we'll build that into the tech, so people don't even have to really. 
you know, you might you might want to if you've got an older cat, but we, if as long as we can access camera roll, we can help people with where's, peace of mind. Where's the company based out of? Calgary. It's Calgary company. Okay. Yeah. Now you said you're meeting with telehealth. Are you meeting with it? Yes. It's none of my business. But are you meeting no. with them here? Or no, is it? we're not. Okay. No. no. So. And, and just to totally switch speeds sure. on you, when you think about a conference like this happening in Calgary, what does this mean to you as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, someone that's a researcher, mm-hmm. you know, someone that's pushing something forward and hoping to commercialize it? You know, I often get asked why Calgary when people find out I'm from Calgary or this company's from Calgary. And honestly, it's because I live here. <laughs> sure, yeah. Right? But what Calgary has is a real can-do spirit, a real entrepreneurial approach, Um, and we've done really well because of the oil and gas and the energy, and I understand that, but what's happening now that's so exciting is this push into tech, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's happening right in front of our eyes, and you know, you guys are a part of this. Uh, I'm truly excited for the future of Calgary, and you know, Kevin Costner, yes, Mm -hmm. being our parade marshal. We've done such a tremendously good job at bringing um, the world to Calgary and, uh, you know, all the entertainment that's getting filmed here and whatnot. What we have in our backyard is unparalleled. And so what a great place to be able to free think and think about tech and think about new ideas and think about innovation um, because we're humbled every day, Mm -hmm. right, by where we live. And so I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that this is happening um, and it's happening quicker than I thought. And it's... Have you guys ever heard that analogy where, you know, you're the one crazy person dancing on the side of the hill? Oh That's my, frequently yes, John. The, the YouTube yes. video. Right? Yeah. Right? And yeah. Then, the, then there's like a few. Uh, the second person right? follows out. Yeah, the leader and right? the and early adopters. A, right? And then there's yeah. a whole bunch doing it. This mm-hmm. is happening so fast now for Calgary and it, and it still isn't happening fast enough. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm thrilled that it's here. That's I'm awesome. really thrilled. Yeah. 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 Well, your enthusiasm and uh, your product... Are, are cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really neat. And I know that when my sister and her roommate and my wife hear this yes. podcast, you're going to have three more downloads right away. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I mean, our job is to keep going, right? Yeah, and sure. to add more value. Um, I would call our product today a minimum lovable product. It's good enough people want to pay for it, but there's just so many legs to this. Yeah, so. yeah. But the, the possibilities are endless, as Lots we just potential. spoke about. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see where you guys go in the next yeah. few years. Yeah. Because it's too. brand new. You've only been doing this for, what, would you say? One year. One so year. One year. You've done all this in one year. Yeah. I can't imagine where you're going to be well, in one more year. that speaks to the, 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 the speed of technology that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Here's the thing. When you, get an, when you get something, and I think it's my marketing background, to be honest, because we created something that had a, a problem to solve for the end customer, this is how you can accelerate it. So many ideas start, but they with not the end user in mind. Right. This is very much an that, end user yes. approach. That's a real key yeah. message, I think, when yeah. you think about entrepreneurialism, yeah. broadly speaking. Yeah. You know, identify your customer and what problem you're solving for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a huge, like, a huge problem, yeah, right? Like, yeah. um, so I think that's that's what's driving the acceleration, right? And actually, yeah. you know, we have to go back and do more validation on the sure. science yeah. and all of that. But um, yeah, it's well, you probably never fast. get to the point where you're just like, okay, done. Nope. Yeah, it's that constant nope. improvement nope. and AI. Yeah. And the other thing with AI is, if you really sit back and you think about any problem in the world, and then think about the potential with AI. 
it's mind blowing. You're right. It's it's yeah. almost exhausting. Who are some of your partners with with the artificial intelligence? Uh, LTML is our LTML. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Corey yeah. Jansen and I. Yep. Yes, they're one of our clients. We've supported yeah. them for years. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's where this all started. And, that, and another part of that too is in Alberta having that story of U of A and having that deep wealth and then having it non-institutional. So yeah. knowing that I can tap into AI that's commercial, right. they understand the speed yeah. at yeah. LTML. I think that's actually going to be part of our moat is how fast we can move. So right. yeah, yeah, it's a made in Alberta. Well, and we know that artificial intelligence is just booming in Alberta. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, cool. When you th- now, when you think of this conference, are you enjoying yourself? Are you having? Uh... Uh, yes, it's good. I have to say, you know, I was here in 2019 before we started this idea, yep. and I came away. <laughs> I was telling someone today, I came away. You know, you as an entrepreneur, you know, you have lots of ideas, and you're like, mm, well, I could do that, and people kind of diss you because it's just an idea. And actually, it was um, looking back, it was part of the fuel to get going because oh. I felt like, oh, there's some stuff. If, if this company over here could be doing it, why can't I? And um, I think it really did accelerate my mindset. And then when COVID hit, we we were already down a path and it just felt right to keep going. So I actually think it was fuel, a little bit of rocket fuel to come to this. Well, that's exciting. That's so great to hear. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. adventures when you first came in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. had provided some fuel, some excitement yeah. too. If you would have asked me then, I would have said, oh, I didn't get anything out of that, you know? But looking back, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so yeah. much for joining us. This, this was really was, great. Thank you. Yeah, real pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, you bet. Well, thanks for joining us today. You can find Shift online at shift.albertainnovates.ca or contact us at shift at albertainnovates.ca. On behalf of the gang here, I'm John. Talk to you soon.